Hi, I'm Brittany. I'm Amy. And I'm Katie, better known as Joiner. We are three best friends and professionals, pediatric speech-language pathologists, and moms who try really, really hard. But we are by no means experts. In many cases, we will be learning right along with you. The advice we offer is of a general nature and certainly does not replace the advice of a medical professional. We hope you leave our conversation with something in your cup, whether it be laughter, new information, inspiration, a question. We hope we can fill your cup. Welcome to the Cup of Counsel podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to the Cup of Counsel podcast. This is our third and final episode in our little mini development series for typical development ages birth to three. This last episode is the age range two to three, what you can expect for speech, language, and feeding development. And it's our final episode in this little mini trilogy series to kick off Better Hearing and Speech Month, where we bring awareness to what we do for a living. All right, so Joyner, what is in your cup today? Ooh, so my cup is... I'm really excited about this age. Two to three is exciting. There is so much development, so much happens. They are just fun little humans to be around. So I'm excited to talk about the two to three-year-olds because I just think that they are so much fun. Are they? So fun. (laughs) (laughs) The one I have at my house isn't that fun. Well, for the most (laughs) part, they're fun. (laughs) They are also really challenging too. This is true. But a lot happens. A lot happens at this age. So that's the exciting part. A lot's going on. Yeah, this is around the age when you can start like actually having conversations with them and like reasoning with them. And, you know, like they're just a little human. So you can start like having that back and forth and they're starting to get really funny, which is fun. So I'll start out with the articulation and speech portion again. So this is going to be very similar to ages one to two in my descriptions, at least. So again, we're referring to those treehouse sounds, those early sounds generally produced with the lips and the tongue tip. By three years old, we want to be 75% intelligible. And I don't know if I defined intelligible in last episode, but intelligible means speech intelligibility. So how much can you understand them? It is not linked to the word intelligence whatsoever. I remember them telling us that in school, you know, be careful of that word. It looks like intelligence. And that is not what it means. It just means how much you can understand them. Literally, the way we figure that out is the way I do it is I write down a plus for if I can understand the word and a minus if I don't understand the word. So it's very objective measurement of what we can understand. So 50% intelligible by two, 75% intelligible by three. And we talked last episode too, we kind of introduced the phonological processing. These are going to be huge in this age range. So again, no phonological processes start to go away until three years old. So you're going to see almost each one very prevalent. Again, check out the Mommy Speech Therapy Phonological Processing Handout that we're going to put on our Instagram. That is such a great chart and describes each one. It gives an example of the phonological process and when it goes away. Some examples, very common ones. I think I said last episode, final consonant deletion, which is where you leave off the last sound in a word. So if they say for catch, they would just say ca. Stopping the fricatives is a very common one. So if they say for the word vacuum with the letter V sound, they would produce it with a B. So they would say vacuum with a B at the beginning. Again, these are just two very teeny tiny small examples. There are many phonological processes. So check those out. They're really fun, especially seeing the examples. 
and reach out to your friendly neighborhood speech therapist if you have questions, because I have a lot of friends who will text me, hey, they're saying this for this. And I'll say, oh, yeah, this is this process. And this is why and lots of parents having those aha moments. And I love those evaluations. I don't know if you two love them too, but like a really good phonological evaluation where, you know, these types of kiddos who come in who are using a lot of phonological processes and are over the age of three, when we test them, we break it down, we show parents the chart. And I love those parent aha moments where they're like, this makes so much sense. So check those handouts out and reach out to a speech therapist near you if you have more questions. Because I think this part of the speech part of age two to three, I think is the most interesting. Okay, so just as a reminder, those early sounds are on this treehouse handout. You can like literally Google treehouse speech sounds. And the early sounds for two to three years old are P, B, M, D, N, H, T, K, G, W, F, and the Y sound. And then also the sound called ing. So like the NG, like if you were saying walking, that ing is its own sound. So listen to your child if you have a two to three-year-old and see if they have those sounds and see if you could understand about 50 to 75% of what they're saying. And if not, then talk to your pediatrician about that. Okay. So I think that's all with articulation. Joiner, give us the rundown on language. Okay, so language is super exciting for this age because, like Brittany said earlier, you get to actually have conversations and they're making so many discoveries and they're so curious. I mean, they're curious in every age, but now you're getting to hear their curiosity more. And it's just such a fun time. So from two to three, we really, like we said earlier, at the two-year mark, we hope to see that they are producing two words together. Remember, what we said last time is your age will always correspond and be similar to how many words you would expect them to be producing in a sentence. So if we're at two years, we expect them to be doing two-word utterances. If they're three, we're going to start to expect three-word utterances. At two years, we're hoping that they have 300 words that they're using, and that just continues to grow up until the three-year-old mark. They start to understand basic what, who, where questions, and then we start to see spatial concepts like in and on and under, and then they start to understand or be able to ask why questions and answer some why questions by three years of age. So next, let's talk about feeding. So Amy, what can we expect in that two-year to three-year-old range? So really, this this part's pretty easy. All the skills we've talked about in the other two episodes, you know, jaw stability, moving food around in their mouth, like lateralizing their tongue, which means just moving tongue your tongue side to side to help move food around in your mouth, developing that rotary chew pattern, the up, down, and diagonal kind of combo of chewing, lip closure on the spoon, being able to drink from a straw in an open cup. All of those skills just continue to get more refined the closer the child gets to age three. And then by 36 months of age, a child has an adult-like motor plan for feeding. Their stability and strength will just continue to develop as they mature in age. By the time a child is three, they should be enjoying pretty much all the foods that a family would eat, with the exception, of course, of some harder to chew things like steak, bacon, those kinds of things. And then, of course, you know, keeping in mind choking hazards like grapes and hot dogs and other things like that, that you are supposed to cut up into smaller pieces to avoid choking. But other than that, they should be able to manage most most foods and textures by age three. And that's, that's pretty much it for feeding because all the really huge development for feeding happens before age two, really. All right. So taking all of that knowledge, 
that we just put out there. We have kind of something kind of fun, like we've done the last two episodes of an activity that you can do with your child to engage them and to promote these areas of development. So Amy, what's in your to-go cup activity? All right. So my activity for this age range is one of my favorites. I do it with, I've done it with my own kids. I've done it during teletherapy sessions. I suggest it to parents. It's, it's fun. And you really, it requires very little. So all you need are stickers of some sort or tape. I like to use, like if you go to the Dollar Tree, they have like those, they're like garage sale stickers, I think, or something like just those circle, different colored circles stickers that you can find in like the office supply section or painter's tape works really well or just really any stickers that you have. And that's all you need. So you sit with your child and you have, you can do it so many different ways to target various things. You can target receptive language skills, their understanding by giving them a sticker and telling them, put it on your nose, put it on my foot to just see if they can follow those directions. And if they know those body parts and can identify those body parts on on you, on them, on a stuffed animal, on a sibling, and you can give them a direction to put the sticker in a specific spot. You can put the sticker on yourself somewhere and then ask them, where's the yellow sticker? Or if they're like animal themed stickers, like where's the puppy? And then they could work on expanding their phrases and say on foot or puppy on foot. You can also work on answering what questions. So you can say like what stickers on on your tummy and then they can look and see what stickers on their tummy. So this activity is really great. You can target so many different things. You can have them tell you where they want you to put the sticker too. So they can work on requesting like telling you to put the sticker on your glasses or on your hair. And it just gets really silly because then in the end you are covered in tape or stickers. And then you can also work on having them request or tell you to take off certain stickers, like take off, you know, the sticker that's on your nose. You can have them follow directions by telling them which stickers to take off too. So it's just a fun, silly little activity that you can get a whole lot of language skills in one simple activity. So I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. That was the final episode of our three little development series for Better Hearing and Speech Month. We hope you learned something. Again, we just touched on a variety of what we thought were kind of key points or highlights in these different developmental areas for the ages birth to three. We plan to do more of these episodes in the future and might even expand upon some of these little topics because, you know, we went to school for six years for this and we have a lot we could say and trying to kind of pare it down was really difficult for us. So we, I think, are planning to talk about these things more in the future, but hopefully this gave you all a little bit of a taste. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe or follow so you know each time a new episode is posted. Please do us a giant favor and join our Facebook group and follow our Instagram page, Cup of Counsel Podcast. A review would really help us out too. Let us know what you loved, what you want to hear more about, and what we could do to improve this podcast to make it the most meaningful for you. Thank you. Thank you.